What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 82 of the Stand-Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined, as always, by the Alpha to my Sika, Lester Jones. Ugh. They were uh, Samoan wrestlers back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, really, like, reaching the bottom of the barrel with these wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure nobody gets this. <laughs> There's, like, one Samoan guy out there. <laughs> Ah, good job. And we're back to the OG intro. The Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, Eating That Poon, Never Stopping Too Soon, The Clit Licking, Never Quitting, Having Fun, Making Pussies Run, The Phenomenal One, AJ Singh. Hello everyone, it's uh, nice to be here. Now on the show today, we will have a review of the HBO Max original series Peacemaker, starring John Cena. But before we do that, guys, what else did you do this week? What else did you watch? Did you have time for anything else? Uh, no, I just watched Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bring anybody down, but my Houston basketball team, the Cougars, lost two games in a row. They <gasps> went from the number six in the nation to number 14. So that uh, was painful for Just me. like that. Just like that. All that hard work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, if you have sex with younger women, you're like, you're a dirty old man. But if you're a woman, then you get to be a cougar. Yeah, women. It's just like, what's the sexual thing going on? It's not fair. Women support each other. Like, even when it comes to like, so like a man might like uh, have some money and the woman could like completely run him dry. And they'll be like, get yours, girl. That's right. You know, you do that thing. Like, get your bag. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, let's, let's like, change the perception. So it would be, like, the cool animal for an old man that's scoring young puss. <laughs> I mean, it's usually, like, an old goat, right? That's what we get. We get the goat. The greatest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of what we would call a guy in that position. But I don't know. But horny old goat usually is a bad connotation too. Exactly. Pig. Yeah. See, I think we maybe we should be like jaguars or something. <laughs> <laughs> jaguars. <laughs> 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 <You're> called jags. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, because isn't it just jag off? <laughs> yeah. Too close. Yeah. The gays took bears from us. <laughs> <laughs> And otters. And otters, yeah. <laughs> Bears and otters. <laughs> well, even us unicorns. Oh, yeah, unicorns taken. Man, we really sexualize a lot of animals, don't we? <laughs> Speaking of sexualized animals, this segues right into my bit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, one thing that we did do, uh, me and Lester, I think on Sunday, is we actually went to... Uh, Multnomah Falls, which is kind of a touristy place outside of Portland, a, a nice waterfall you can go to. And I had never actually, you can like walk up to the top of it, like hike up to the top, which is something I've never done because it seems like every time I've ever been there, it was like rainy and shitty or just, uh, I was with my parents and they, they didn't feel like it or whatever, but we actually hiked to the top, which is a pretty good hike. Yeah. No, I was feeling it. Plus, I was getting, like, the heat rash going. Yeah, he had, like, some weird heat rash going on. Mm. <laughs> he thinks it's due to, like, a gluten allergy or something. He was all broke out. Oh. Yeah, well, I get this weird thing where I just don't sweat, and I just, like, accumulate heat and get a rash. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. 
But it was funny because like a lot of people bring their dogs on the trail, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and this one woman had a Pomeranian on a leash, and it w- they were going downhill as we were going up. But this thing was so like afraid of heights, it was a w- going away from the cliff just as far as it could go, yeah. like because they had like some bricks yeah, the, on the yeah. There's the other a wall side. on one side and like a cliff on the other side, and he was like pushed <laughs> up against that wall. He was like freak the fuck <laughs> out. But my thing is, it was like. We would assume he was like that, like going the other way, like all the yeah, way, the and they were way. just like, "Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it." I saw a big. Guy, I went to Multnomah Falls, and uh, I saw a big guy coming down from his hike, and uh, he was holding a dog, and he fell over, and the dog was like, "Bark, bark, bark!" <laughs> but the dog was fine. It was fine. But he like took a minute to get up. <laughs> but he was a big dude. But that's all it was. <laughs> he was fine. <laughs> Uh, let's yeah. see, what about you? You've been watching anything besides Peacemaker this week? Yeah, I watched Peacemaker. I watched the season of um, The Royal Righteous Gemstones on HBO. You watched the whole season? Oh Yeah, I think I got through the first season. And um, it's pretty good. I, I like the dark humor. Is that with Adam so, Sandler? No, it's... Um, God, what the fuck? I think thinking? you're thinking of Uncut Gems. Oh, okay. oh, Uncut Gems, yeah. I watched that too a while ago. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Is it Kenny something? Oh, that's his name on Eastbound and Down, oh, Kenny that's Powers. Right. Oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Uh, I should know it. I should know his name, too. Oh, well, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah, How was it? It'll probably come up eventually. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been decent. It's a, it's about, like, a a family, and uh, John Goodman's the dad, and he's, a um, like, a televangelist. And so they're all kind of in this family, and he's kind of, like, the the good guy, at least so far, even though he's got some quirks but like all the kids are turds so we're crazy or whatever so it's just a, a good batch i i I, th- I think they get this show got canceled vice pre or uh vice principals but uh it had a lot of fucked up humor in that too i really enjoyed that mm-hmm. so i watched that one i don't know a while ago yeah i never got into that but the fact that it was canceled makes me never want to start it. <laughs> uh, the, the two seasons are pretty self-contained so. oh okay yeah, it wasn't like a running, you know. It was fine if it ended. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, a couple work stories. Like uh, one of the janitors approached somebody who was smoking weed on the property and told them they couldn't. And like he turned his back and the dude came up and punched him in the head really hard. And like the next day I, I saw a guy that like matched the description that has hand all bandaged up. I was like, yeah, that, he, he broke his hand on that guy's skull, you know. Did the guy that in, get hit in the head, like, was he knocked out or concussed or anything? Like, I didn't get to talk to him about it, so I, I don't think so. I mean, your your skull is very hard. Like, it, it's it's pretty hard to do. So, I don't know. I think the guy just broke his hand on his skull and didn't feel very good. But today, like, one of our um, patrol people, they found, like, some somebody had been camping on the property. And, like, she's going through this bag. And she found, it sounded like it's probably like, you know, a gallon Ziploc bag just stuffed with weed. Jeez. And the guy wasn't there, so that's going to the police. But you'd think, like, if you had, like, that much on you, you you know, you'd keep tabs on it. Yeah. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a bit. I don't know what that the street value that is, but... Thousands. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's weird that he, he'd have that much on him. And she she didn't just like take it and retire. She turned it in. <laughs> no, she couldn't retire, but she could have got, a, She's got like, a few I, bucks out. I of guess it. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a drug dealer now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's a sign from God. <laughs> sell weed. <laughs> it would be kind of hard to sell weed in a city where weed is legal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull up and be like, hey, you want some weed? He's like, no, I, I can get my own weed. Yeah. You don't want it from a shady person you don't yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you for a discount. <laughs> <laughs> that's like those people who door to door sell meat they just roll up it hey you want to buy some steaks <laughs> no I think I'll uh, I think I'll get mine from the store thanks I've never heard of that <laughs> I've seen people do it oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like door to door meat sales and they're trying to get you on like um, subscriptions and stuff oh my gosh <laughs> like, I don't know it's like no 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 yeah, back home at a little town we're from in Montana, like there's still people that do that. They go door to door selling meat, and I'm like, I- I've seen it a couple times for this. Yeah, across over in Washington and Vancouver, I've seen people doing it. Seems and like a weird thing in this day and age, but apparently people do. Yeah, it. like is it from a local grocery store? Like they just go to the grocery store, buy extra meat, and sell it to other people. I don't know if they're butchering no. it and selling it or. If- Stealing and selling yeah. it. I mean, because they make it sound like it's like special, you know. It's, it's yeah. stuff. It's the stuff you can't get at the supermarket, you know. Oh. Fresher and better and all this stuff, and it's like I, I have no idea where they actually <laughs> get it from. <laughs> They're like stealing cows, <laughs> butchering them. Easy money right here. Yeah. Uh. Well, I don't. I don't keep like a constant subscription to HBO Max, but I knew we wanted to do this Peacemaker review, so I subscribed again. But it's like it's one of those things where like I really wanted to find something, something else to watch. You know, something to justify my subscription. So vice I, principles, man. Maybe one day. <laughs> but so like I scoured the the depths of HBO Max, and I have some good news and bad news. Good news is I found a show. I binge watched the first season, and it was fucking great. The bad news, apparently the show came out in 2018 and lasted one season. (laughs) But here's the thing. I have a bone to pick with you guys because you guys know me. You know I love a mystery. You know I love Sherlock Holmes. And you never told me there was a Miss Sherlock. Oh, I never heard of Miss Sherlock. Oh, it's it's on HBO. And I I really, really liked it. Okay. I mean, like, they, um, like... The season, like, wraps up, but they definitely could have done more, you know? And it's it's only, like, eight episodes, but I really liked it. And it's, like, uh, it's also, like, um, Asian, and, like, it takes place in Japan. So, like, it, it is a reader. <laughs> you got to read the old subtitles. But I, 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 like, I really dug it. And, like, um, her Watson is female too, and the way they did it is like her name is Wado, so like in Japan they would say like Wado-san, mm. <laughs> which is kind of weird. But I thought it was like oh, I was like all right, that's clever. Um, the thing is, is like like they kind of introduce like her uh, Moriarty in the season two, but I'm like maybe wish they did have more seasons because I figured like they really could have like strung that storyline out where they had to like really condense it but mm. but uh, yeah miss sherlock everybody i i dug it quite a bit does there anybody that we would recognize in that show or is it just like foreign actors it's i didn't recognize anyone no it's all like asian actors okay hmm. oh it's danny mcbride <laughs> danny oh, yeah, mcbride yeah. that's right that's right i didn't watch all of it but i watched a, a fair amount of east eastbound and down back in the day too and that was pretty fucked up I never really I, I watched I like these it, shows where everyone's just kind of like a piece of shit. I think maybe I saw the first episode, just enough to know his name was Kenny Powers. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Powers. 
Um, guys, anything else you want to talk about before we get into Peacemaker? Um, I mean, you, th- you think well, that will finish out our time? Oh, I don't know. But if we have time at, at the end, we can put in a story or two. Okay, okay we'll see where we land. Huh? All right, guys. So Peacemaker... Here we go. It stars John Cena, Danielle Brooks. Well, John Cena, Cena is Christopher Smith, a.k.a. Peacemaker. Danielle Brooks is Leota Adebayo. I'm probably mispronouncing yeah, Okay. Uh, Freddie Stroma is Vigilante. Chuck Woody and Woody. How much How much wood would they would Chuck Chuck? Uh, as Clemson Mern. Jesus Christ. Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt. Steve Agee as John Economos. Robert Patrick is Augie Smith, and Annie Chang is Detective Sophie Song. Um, so before we go into any spoilers, guys, what was just kind of your spoiler-free overall impressions of the show? I did not like the opening sequence. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. You know what's funny is, like, before I watched this show, like, I saw people online and on Twitter and stuff, like, ranting and raving about that opening. Like, in a positive light? It, yeah, like, they loved it. Damn. And then I saw it, and I'm like, I mean, it didn't bother me like you, but it's one of those things where I was like, no, all right, okay, <laughs> dance sequence. I, I yeah. could I could be okay with like one time, but it's like the next episode rolls around, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this again. <laughs> I mean, you can hit the skip button yeah. if you want. Yeah, you're too lazy for that, <laughs> so you pay the price. I just like to lay under the covers and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song's not bad though. <laughs> Um, but okay, going back to the show, like besides the, the opening theme, what do you think? It was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it could be. <laughs> That's a, that sounds like an endorsement. <laughs> what about you, AJ? Yeah, I liked it. It, it was a it was a fun spin, and DC doesn't normally have shows that are I think this good, so I liked it. Yeah, it definitely has like a more polish than like the CW shows. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, as far as DC goes, I I think better than average. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say that I, I think I felt very similar to it that as I did of the Suicide Squad, um, which pl- cheap plug you can go back and watch our review of that on our <laughs> channel, um, which is like um, everybody was like raving about it, and I, I was curious about it because it does you know it's written by James Gunn, and I do like the Guardians movies a lot, but I think I came away just the same as with the Suicide Squad. Was all, I was like. Yeah, this is all right, but I don't feel like I like it near as much as everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a, a good, not great territory for me. But uh, well, it tiptoed in a lot in like a, kind of a, a weird area, right? Because like we'll get into the story later, but it kind of like tries to avoid politics while still like kind of getting into like right and left until the last episode when it kind of yeah, kind for of a minute leans hard into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess before we get into spoilers, like, what do you guys think of, like, the overall, like, performances by, well, like, let's go with the lead, John Cena. Yeah, I thought he was good. He was funny. He, I, I didn't think he was going to be a comedic actor, but he knows his comedy. I think he's better at comedy roles than, like, more serious stuff. Although, I think that's mostly what he's done since he's been acting, but, like, so maybe he could surprise us in a dramatic role, but I don't know. I think he'd have a harder time with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I don't think we've seen too much range in the drama section. I didn't see the Fast and Furious movie he was in, maybe pull a dramatic turn <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh, my bowels are taking a dramatic turn. I might have to disappear for a minute. 
<laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> See where this <laughs> leave people on suspense. Well, the suspense build. <laughs> it's building. <laughs> um, man, uh, would you? I'll ask you this before we get into into spoilers. What do you guys think of the overall humor in this show? Because that's something James Gunn's like known for. And for me, like I, I felt that a lot of the humor fell flat. Like there, it definitely is amusing moments, but a lot of the humor, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't find myself LOLing a lot during this show. Like sometimes I was like, yeah, that's amusing, but I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't find it like rip roaringly hilarious or anything. I feel like that's part of getting older. Is like you. You anticipate too much, that and, could and be so it. you don't get the surprise, and you're just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's not like a more like intellectual. Oh, that's uh, that's amusing. <laughs> yeah. That could be it. I mean, there was like once an episode, I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, that that was funny." That was yeah. yeah. It came up, yeah. but especially like um, like some of the interactions between him and Vigilante were like so cartoony that I'm like, I don't think this is a conversation even these guys. <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe part of the. Uh, is is like the relationship between the two people whether the humor works or not and i don't know like like everybody in the the hardcore girl like that's kind of like a tough relationship and never really melded with anybody i mean the black girl's got kind of that bubbly kind of personality that is kind of like comic relief that's true yeah it was a a weird dynamic but okay should we get into spoiler territory guys all right spoilers ahead so (laughs) I think TV shows are a little harder to review than movies just because there's so much more material and it's hard to kind of remember everything. So I pulled up IMDb and just kind of brought up like the episode list just to kind of remind me of some of the plot points. Uh, so episode one, A Whole New World. Uh, I'll just read like the the uh, plot breakdown. Chris Smith gets out of the hospital months after recovering from his injuries sustained in cartel. Uh, Corto Maltese and finds Task Force X waiting for him with a new mission uh, with Chris as Peacemaker. While Chris meets with his team, he has a one-night stand that turns deadly when a woman tries to kill him. Um, So yeah, this um, basically picks up like right from the Suicide Squad. So like, I I guess like you could technically watch this without having watched the Suicide Squad because of that little recap, but I don't know why you would watch this if you haven't watched yeah, I, I feel like Suicide Squad is the introduction to Peacemaker. Like, yeah. That's how you even like the character at all. Yeah, I feel like it can be weird if people just watch this without watching the movie. Yeah, and plus if you watched this and then went back and watched Suicide Squad, it wouldn't be the same Peacemaker. You'd be like, this kind of weird watching it backwards. Well, that's something that struck me because, like, if you just watch The Suicide Squad, like, he comes off as, like, you know, a pretty shitty guy. Yeah. And they kind of instantly have to make you like him so they instantly kind of soften like who he was in the movie it seemed like okay well i mean because you know in the movie he has that line about like i'll, I'll kill as many men women and children <laughs> as i need to to, to, <laughs> to get, get peace <laughs> but like and they, they reference that line like in this show but then like he he very soon like um because like the one woman that he has a crush on hardcore like you know, kind of tells him, like, he's a piece of shit, and that kind of makes him, like, think about it. And then, like, we'll get to it, but a couple episodes in, then he's tasked with, like, you know, uh, killing that family of butterflies, and, oh, he, right. he, and he can't do it. Um, so, yeah, it seems like they they knew they had to make him 
since he's the protagonist of the show, they had to make him, uh, you know, a little less shitty than he yeah. was in the movie, it seemed like. Um, I'm trying to think, like, that first episode, like, what... Okay, so I wanted to ask you about his dad, mm-hmm. played by Robert Patrick. So, this guy is, like, uh, we find out very quick, like, he's a really shitty guy, right? <laughs> he's a shitty father. He's He's a straight-up, like, racist. Like, but at the same time... He's like a fucking genius. Like he's like yeah. a Tony Stark fucking genius. Exactly. That makes all these peacemaker helmets. <laughs> and I'm like, is there like anyone like that in real life who's like a, like a scientist or something like a real fucking genius but at the same time like a hardcore racist? <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking. And like at the same time he lives in that shitty little house, but then he's got these awesome helmets that he's making. Like he couldn't do anything else with that house or like get a, a nicer house. Like he has these mental resources <laughs> well well and plus he his he's got that closet in his house is like the fucking tardis from doctor who yeah where it's like, <laughs> where it's like somehow like enormous like <laughs> infinite space on the inside with that holds all of his like helmets and shit yeah and i'm just like what the like i mean i, I could i could picture a, an intelligent racist i'm i'm sure there are lots of them but, like, uh, the level of intelligence that he displayed, like, at, and also having been a hero in the past, I guess, uh, I don't know much about his past. Like, he seems like he was, like, a, almost like a KKK-type figure. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, like, it seems like he... Yeah, because he's the white dragon. He, the yeah. white dragon. Like, yeah, like a KKK kind of guy. And it seems like he had done prison time before. So, like, he was, it sounded like he was basically a supervillain that got caught or something. I guess so. But at the same time, like, doesn't John Cena at some point say that, like, the one thing his dad and him have in common is, that, like, they fight crime? Mm. And I'm like, and, and there's that scene where it shows him as, like, a little kid and his father's having him, like, kill a guy, like, stab him to death. But, yeah, did it ever really reveal who that was? No, I just, I just figure, you know, a quote-unquote bad okay. guy, but... You would think, like, his dad comes off as such a racist, you think, like, his major people he'd be going after would be, like, minorities and shit. Right. Right? And so, it was a little odd. And then also, like, his dad, like, I don't know what he did as the white dragon back in the day, but apparently, like, not enough to keep him in prison forever. Like, yeah. he was out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, his character was just a little perplexing yeah. to me. Yeah. Who knows? Now, there's also a scene, like, part of... Uh, yeah. John Cena's backstory is that, like, when he was a kid, he had a fight with his brother and accidentally killed him. Yeah. And then it was like, did it go over why they had that fight or what was happening? Just to toughen him up, right? It just, yeah, it seemed like his dickhead dad and, like, all of his redneck buddies were like, oh, we're going to toughen these kids up. So they put him in a pit to fight. Yeah, and they thought they were just, like, fighting for fun, but then he just, like, got a weird blow on his brother that killed him. Right. And his brother had all these white bubbles coming out of his mouth like he ate cyanide or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird choice, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm like, I, I guess that's how people die. <laughs> Maybe he had like a seizure or something? I think that's kind of what they... Okay. Yeah, like he had a seizure is what it looked like because he was kind of yeah shaking like that. A um, little bit weird, but... Um, and I guess that's what, right after that, according, I think in this last episode, like that's when he like committed himself to peace. Yeah. Oh, right. He, he, was he like, took he, a vow. He took a vow or he was praying or something. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, the episode ends with, with him. Like, he hooks up with the woman at the bar who turns out to be a butterfly. 
Now, did it turn out like like that woman like didn't intend to kill him from the time he was at the bar, but then he like he left his like stupid like assassin notebook at, at her house. Right, and she, he had some portfolio. Once she saw once she saw that like he was tasked with killing another butterfly, that's when she went in to like kill. Yeah, him. Yeah, so just by pure coincidence, like he went in and shagged this broad who happened to have this butterfly parasite in her. I mean, it is a, a coincidence, but they do at least establish that there's a lot of these butterflies in the whole world. Yeah, but I mean, this woman, she was like his type. It seemed like she targeted him because she was like 1980s, teased hair, all the same music he listens to. Like That's... You know, I was wondering about that too. And the other thing is like, like apparently butterflies still like to fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it seems like they are to some extent influenced by like the people they they take over because they have their memories, and like you do see like double agents, and you do see like like individuals that kind of go to the human side. So I I think there is a little bit of range there. But yeah, I I was a little confused because, like you said, like it seemed almost like she was a plant for him because she was like so similar to him. But then, like, yeah, it just turned out. It was a random thing where she yeah. saw it in the notebook. So I was like, yeah, that I thought it was a little weird, but I was like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, let's talk about, like, the different helmets he has in the show. Because, like, some of these, I guess you could say, were science-based, like the Sonic Boom or whatever. But then there seems like others that are just, like, magic-based helmets. <laughs> 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 there's, like, the one they never use that he talks about, the, oh, this one will give everybody scabies within, like, a certain... Yeah. And it's like, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not like there well, probably wasn't a great one to use. Very random. Yeah, I don't remember all the helmets. There was like the the levitation one that yeah. just yeah. takes off, which again the torpedo seems kind of mad. Yeah, the torpedo. The sonic boom seemed like the most useful one. The, yeah, yeah, especially since it like vaporized the the chick the at the first beginning. one. Yeah, <laughs> like it completely destroyed your. Now, what doesn't make sense is like he used it. Like, that one of his first fights against Butterfly, and then, like, the next two or three episodes, like, he doesn't wear a helmet at all. I'm like, you're out here fighting these things, and the only thing that saved your ass last time was this helmet. But for all these missions, you're just like, eh, fuck it. Well, I mean, the, the one where they go to the factory, he does wear the, the x-ray one so he can see that they're butterflies. Right, but it skips, like, a couple episodes. And also they mention, like, the Sonic Boom one only has, like, three or four booms in it, and then it dries up. But well, still, I'd still use those three or four. Yeah, it would seem like a good idea. Yeah. But then, like, if he's going in with his team, it seems like he'd pose a danger to them. But also, like, in the first episode, like, he wears the helmet into the restaurant. Like, you're going to wear that helmet? He's like, yeah, it's part of my outfit. Or costume or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, they shame him into taking it off, and he just, like, leaves it off for multiple episodes. Like, this is weird. (laughs) Another thing that happens is, like, they bring the eagle in, like, on the episode when he goes home, and it's there for one or two episodes, and then it disappears for, like, a couple episodes. I'm like, was this just too much CGI? Was this too expensive (laughs) to have eagly around all the time? (laughs) It was just kind of weird. I don't know, a couple weird choices. I feel like, I feel like I would have gotten tired of eagle though at some point. We had to kept like, you know, shoving them down your throat. Like, okay, it's a CGI eagle in this show. I get it. I don't want to keep watching it over and over again. At least the CGI was decent on him. Yeah. Unlike when you watch CW shows and they have like King Shark and, oh, yeah. and you're like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to animation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Episode two was best friends for never. Um, 
John inadvertently frames Augie for Annie's murder. I guess Annie was the, the woman he hooked up with, the first butterfly that he killed. Landing Augie in prison. Meanwhile, Chris berates himself for all the people he's killed, but a friend stops by to pay him a visit. Cheering him up, the team realize someone amongst them is a mole. But who? Um, did you guys... I, I did kind of feel kind of stupid that I that I didn't put it together. But do you know, like... So, like, in episode one, like you were talking about when he's in the restaurant with his stuff on like the the one guy is like ah yeah peacemaker you're back and he's like oh that's some guy's brother or whatever and then like you know a couple episodes later like when vigilante is finally unmasked we see that it's that guy for some reason i didn't put that together oh, yeah mm. i was pretty sure about that one. i guess i just had kind of forgot about that guy right and then he took off and i was like oh yeah that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like i, I should have put that together but i didn't <laughs> um but even, like, you know how I was talking about, like, the weird, like, conversation between them? Like, in the first meeting when he's, he's like, are you crying? And he's like, no, I'm just, like, using face, doing face exercises to make my face muscular. And then, like, Vigilante, like, believes that or whatever. Just those kind of, like, things. Right. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Seems a bit corny or just a bit silly even for this show. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think of Vigilante? I thought the character was fun. He's all right. I mean, it's kind of like uh, trying to have like a light-hearted view of a complete psychopath. Yeah. The only thing about him, and, and again, the cartooniness of this world is like they even mention like he's he's like straight up like killed a bunch of people in the past. He's like <laughs> right. a psychopath. I, I don't believe that he wouldn't already be in prison at this point. Mm. But like even like uh, when they when the group meets him at the beginning. Um, uh, Steve Agee's character is like, hey, isn't that guy like wanted for like multiple like, <laughs> you know, crimes or something? And it, so yeah, just the fact that that guy's and he even like imprisons himself later and just gets out again. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, like this guy would be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he admitted to killing a guy for uh, tagging, like spray painting. <laughs> oh yeah, and, there, and there's that that one point where like. Uh, like him and Cena have like a threesome with that that one lady, and they're him and the lady are smoking marijuana, and he's like, "Dude, if this was three years ago, I would have killed you for that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, gee, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I mean, overall, he's an entertaining character. I I, I just didn't buy that because it's not like he's a criminal genius or anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've been like, uh, I just didn't buy that this guy wouldn't wouldn't have been in prison in, um, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I, they had that whole sequence where he he like had to break out of the apartment building and like he had to tie those that couple up and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it's just, um, uh, but they they kind of use that couple like a couple times because like first they they lie about like him, him and like get his dad in jail or whatever. Right, they bribe them to frame the dad. Yeah, and then I don't know. They go back, so they have to try and force him to change his story or something. Oh yeah, what do you guys think about the whole like? Asian police officer and like her partner, like it, it didn't seem realistic to me. <laughs> I mean, like an Asian police. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, she the whole the whole thing with her was like she was so strict on the law, like the way things were. She was like, you know, he he can't go to prison for a crime that he didn't commit. You know, she was fighting everybody tooth and nail about that, and he's like the whole time just being a douchebag to her the whole time. 
He's like, thanks, blah, blah, blah. You know, some racist name, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's calling her like chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I got to get this guy out of prison. I'm like, what? What? What is the logic there? Like, nobody would really do that if somebody was being a dick to them like that. I don't know. Yeah, I remember thinking there was that one exchange where he, like, he called her, like, some, like, funny racist name. And then she had, like, some comeback but it, that she was proud of. But I'm like, no, that wasn't nearly as good as whatever this was. <laughs> well, I know when he called her chopsticks, she called him fork or something. But, yeah, there were a few of those exchanges. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next episode was called Better Goff Dead. Um... The team goes after their first butterfly, although Clemson still refuses to tell Chris what a butterfly is because of trust issues. Vigilante tags along and does the job when Chris can't, but the butterflies capture him and Chris and, and torture Vigilante to get information from Chris. Um, so, yeah, like <laughs> when you're taking your bathroom break, like I was telling him, like, it seemed like they kind of instantly had to kind of soften Peacemaker from what he was in the Suicide yeah, Squad yeah. so that he wasn't. It has much of a piece of shit, and I think this was the first episode where they really put that on display, having yeah. him where he couldn't pull the trigger on this family. Yeah, I, I mean, you see this a lot in, in the um, in these universe movies because they want to take a character and humanize them, and they'll they'll shift him pretty quickly to something. And they extended his backstory a little bit, and they then they just added new things like he couldn't kill kids or something, and it, it was believable enough. That's the thing about like. Um, Sony like creating all these like villain uh, led movies of Spider-Man like Ven Venom and now Morbius and like I didn't see the Venom movies because they look terrible and I, I gotta say I'm not excited about Morbius but like I, I imagine like they kind of have to make those characters like you know not evil like kind of make them anti-heroes at most so that people can still kind of get behind them yeah well I mean Venom at least it seems like um his inner self is battling with the the parasite or whatever. Yeah, something like so, that. So, so yeah, the good versus evil. I think. Don't hold me to this, but I think Peacemaker is like the Charleston character that um, the comedian in the Watchmen is based off of. Uh, I don't. Because like no originally, idea. like Watchmen, Alan Moore was going to write him using all the Charleston characters, like oh. the Question and and uh, Captain Adam, and like you know they became Rorschach and. and um, what's his name? Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan, and like they all had like analogs, you know. And I'm pretty sure Peacemaker was the what uh, you know transformed into the comedian was like the basis for the comedian, which I can understand. <laughs> mm. um, let's see, was there anything else in that episode? What do you guys was, think of the whole like butterfly? Oh, go ahead. Was that the episode where uh, there somebody's torturing vigilante and Peacemaker's watching? Yeah, and I mean, he's like, "Do it as much as you want," you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, he, was he like shocking his nipples at first? Yeah, or something? Some, yeah. He, yeah he was, first he was shocking him, and then he was like cutting off his pinky toe. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "I can't, you can't walk without a pinky toe." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of humorous. It, that isn't that the same episode they introduced the 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 judo master? Yeah, and you know what? I was like, what is the point of this character until, like, this last episode? They, right. They kind of justify it a little bit. Yeah, he was kind of confusing, like, his mm. space. Yeah, I was just like, what? what's this guy's, like, deal? MO. Like, yeah, and well, and then there was the episode where he got shot, and, like, before he got shot, he was, he was like, the butterflies are, you know. Yeah, they, you don't understand the butterflies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, like, they, they kind of, like, um, just, like... 
joke about it, but she like shoots him like through the chest, right? And, and it was pretty much like right in his sternum. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, he should be dead, but like Cena's like, oh, don't worry, he's a he's a ninja. He'll like rearrange his like kidney where his right. heart is. Or <laughs> He'll turn his kidney into like heart or something. <laughs> and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like that guy's dead, <laughs> but like they're just gonna pave over it, right? <laughs> well, uh, the fir- his first set of injuries, like he was hit by a car and like. Hitting the head with a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. He, like, crowbarred him a bunch of times and or like, whatever. eventually he recuperated from that. I mean, he did have a helmet, so he was good. Yeah, the hel- <laughs> he did have the helmet for the baseball bat. <laughs> but, yeah. And he can apparently fling Cheetos so hard they, like... like Physically hurt you. Physically hurt you. <laughs> yeah, he was, like... I don't know. Do you think they had a paid promotion from Flaming Hot Cheetos? <laughs> they did get a lot of product placement, yeah, didn't they? They? Did. they probably actually did get a thing okay. from them. Yeah. <laughs> That's you don't see that as much as you used to. Like like in the 80s, you'll watch a movie and you'd be like, there's just like Coke everywhere or something like that. Some movies do it to where you don't notice it so much. And then some movies are very blatant about well, it. Well, like all the products will be there, but they'll also always be like label facing you. Yeah, definitely. And you're like, that, that's a dead on yeah like I, I love man of steel but like sears and ihop get like some really blatant <laughs> play in that movie <laughs> what do you guys think of um because like the guardians of the galaxies movies have like really good soundtracks like it makes it like kind of classic yeah. rock and like hits from the 70s maybe early 80s this one went with the more like hair metal route and like uh, also the- less known yeah cheaper songs. yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, some of them were noticeable, but yeah, a lot of them I had never heard of. I mean, I was just wondering what you guys thought. To me, I I don't know. Maybe I'm... Like, some of them were okay, and then a lot of them I was just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I've never been like a hair metal guy, so... I mean, but it went with the show, so it was fine. Yeah, it gives the show kind of an identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, I was going to ask, what did you guys think of the whole, like, butterflies gimmick? Like, these small aliens taking over people's brains. Like, did you like that? I thought it fit the show because it wasn't, like, too massive to where, like, a bigger hero needed to be involved and not too small to where we didn't care. I thought it was, like, the right kind of problem. You you are kind of right about that because you do see shows sometimes and you're like, if this was really happening, Superman would show Mm -hmm. up or something. And this one was kind of, like, low-key, like... Secret ops. Stuff. He does eventually show up in a silhouette. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was surprised they even had uh, the two characters show themselves. I, I know, because at first, like, all four of them are in silhouette, and I'm like, oh, they got some silhouettes. Yeah. But then, yeah, Momo and, and the Flash are really there, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay, they paid these guys a couple bucks. Yeah. yeah. So they could accuse Momo of fucking a fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like another running joke they had that I was like, okay, yeah, Aquaman fucks fish. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Guess he's a gay fish. <laughs> uh, the next episode was the Chode Less Traveled. Uh, Leota prompts Adrian to try and kill Augie in prison before Augie rats on Task Force X based on what Chris has told him. Uh, Chris and Amelia bond further. Amelia gives Adrian a ride. Judo Master escapes and has a rematch with Chris. And Clemson has a drink. Uh, so that Oh, yeah, that's the one where we find out that uh, Mern is a butterfly at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's weird is before that reveal happened, I, I had a feeling like somebody on the team was going to be a butterfly, and like he kind of was my leading suspect just because he was leading the group. I don't know if you guys felt right. that at all. And then, well, it, it was confusing in that like you wouldn't know why really, and then it, it, 
when you when you kind of figure out like that he actually was on their side, that there's are there are some like double agents within it is kind of a it's like a, a certain layer of complexity there that I thought was good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm glad they introduced that element that like these these butterflies aren't like all uniform in the, right. their way of thinking. Although he seems to be like one of the outliers. Like, right, there's only like a couple yeah, that show up. Him and that sheriff guy who eventually gets killed and then turned into a different butterfly. I had a question about that guy. Is he, when he's first introduced, is he already a butterfly? I, I don't think so. I think he's like a crooked uh, cop, like he's a plant or something. See, what I, I didn't, what I didn't get, that guy confused me. Right, he was very confusing, but he like he was taken over later because he obviously knew that Mern was a butterfly, right? Or maybe he didn't. I yeah, I don't know. You know, I've seen that guy in like other things. He always plays like a creepy guy, yeah. and he's <laughs> he's really good at that. But like, yeah, his character confused me as far as like how Mern knew him, like what their history was. Well, like somehow he was put in place because they needed to replace whoever was in charge there. Alexa off. Wow, Alexa felt the 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 need to tell us the <laughs> what was that basketball? Yeah, I wonder I what the what ho- hockey. Wonder what the fuck we said that like I was like oh you need uh, scores. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Alexa like every once in a while just goes off. <laughs> I don't know. It was Alexa's weird. possessed. <laughs> now you said her name, so she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you usually you have to say the name. But yeah, back to that that sheriff guy. Like, what do you think that, like, they, like, they, well, okay, yeah. Well, they, well, I mean, that's one thing the butterflies did do is, like, they were replacing people in power and stuff, and they were, they were trying to get in like that. But then again, like, if he, like, if the, what is it, Merv? Mern. Mern. Mern the Pern. Uh, Mern wanted to get somebody in, but maybe they'd have they wouldn't try to get a butterfly in because most of the other butterflies are on the other side of the fence. I don't know. Yeah, I I was like really confused if, like how much that guy knew and like I wouldn't think he would already be a butterfly because I wouldn't think like like cuz we eventually see him get taken over by a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he couldn't have been a butterfly to begin with. But I don't know how much he knew. I, so there was one character where they killed the body first and then the uh, the new butterflies when they just got there they the butterfly inside the body tries to escape and the asian cop who's now become like a butterfly herself she kills it and her partner goes you murdered him well and that was the mern butterfly yeah. oh that was the mern okay okay yeah yeah okay that answers but yeah that that sheriff guy definitely puzzled me a little bit hmm. oh i had another question so like we find out early on that Autobio, her mom is Amanda Waller. She's the mole in the group. Right. And Waller wants her to plant this fake diary uh, in Peacemaker's house. Right. What was the overall, like, what was her overall plan? I think it was like once the mission's over, throw Peacemaker under the bus and just, you know, make it seem like he was just this homicidal psychopath. That was on a rampage, right? I guess getting him back in the prison system. I I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't sure like what her overall plan was. I I guess that must have been it, but I was I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Wasn't crystal clear. Yeah. Um. 
Let's see, was there anything else in this episode to talk about? I did kind of like that scene in the prison uh, where, like, Vigilante sits down at the table with the white supremacist and the dad, and he, like, he has a whole, like... Right, provocation. Yeah, that was entertaining. Very confident. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which he is, he does turn out to be, like, a pretty good, like, fighter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Although I will say, powers, so. like, I think he should have been dead several times over. Because yeah. there's that one time where he, he, like, basically gets half exploded by a grenade. And he gets, like, shot and stabbed and shit. He just, I don't know. He seems like he can take maybe more punishment than he should be able to. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. get, like, in the, towards the end, he got shot in the spine pretty much. It's <laughs> <laughs> not great. <laughs> uh, next episode is Monkey Dory. Um, the team go after the distribution hub for the butterfly's nutrients. Uh, while Chris bonds with his teammates and Amelia warns, warms to the others, Clemson brings in an old friend to keep the police from discovering, that's that one guy, that Augie wasn't the one who killed Annie. So yeah, this is the one where they, they go to that facility and he has like the x-ray vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think we did skip the part where at this point they'd had the fight at the trailer, right? And um, where did he get the first butterfly? That was from... Uh... That was from when they were tortured in the basement. Because he blows up right. the one guy, and and he says he killed the butterfly, but then but we he, find out he'd taken it, he kept it. But I think we're still before the part where the police raid his trailer. Okay, yeah, we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, so they have this this big fight at this facility, and they kill like um, a shitload of butterflies, and they find out this eventually leads them to figuring out that. Um, this stuff is coming from a facility at this barn where they right the whatever the butterfly needs to live like this nutrient syrup stuff is coming from one location and they've kind of backtracked it to that barn also like they briefly set up i forget whether it was cena yeah i think it was cena like goes to his dad's house but he he doesn't know yet his dad's in prison and the dad's tv is on and they mentioned like there was like a um escaped like gorilla from somewhere or maybe oh, a stolen yeah, gorilla yeah. and then that comes into play in this episode where we find out that gorilla is a butterfly mm-hmm. and like it, it's like wrecking shop on all of them but then uh, steve agee's character like cuts it in half with a chainsaw right mm-hmm. he brings it they bring him in a few times to kind of like save the day yeah oh skipping ahead so i don't forget so this very last episode like he breaks his leg like really bad (laughs) (laughs) and then like in the stupidest way (laughs) yeah yeah and then like the black lady like runs like through this long field and starts shooting guys and then he's like right there right there with the helmet and i'm like how did this motherfucker (laughs) crawl his way like multiple football fields (laughs) that was like some cartoon shit right there (laughs) yeah that didn't add up (laughs) i'm glad i wasn't the only one who thought that was uh, uh, a little bit weird um but yeah this episode you know after that like where the guy kills the thing with the chainsaw like they they kind of grow together as a group and even like the the hard-ass woman hardcore she kind of even warms up to you know all of them and like mm-hmm. takes her picture or whatever and i i got the kind of feeling that her and vigilante are gonna end up together hardcore oh really maybe yeah. rather than her and cena yeah they seem like they have chemistry so far it looks like they get along the best i'm not sure but i think in real life the woman that plays hardcore in james gunn like yeah. might be husband and wife or yeah. they're, i know they're together i don't know if they're married maybe i think he used to actually be married to um uh pam from the office oh really and then they <laughs> yeah and then they got divorced and now he's with this lady pam from the office mm. 
Jenna Fisher. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next episode is Mern After Reading. Uh, Chris Vigilante and Eagly escape from the police with Locke's help, uh, while Song is occupied by Goff and finds hosts for the rest of the butterflies. Meanwhile, Clemson and Amelia reveal to Leota what they've been hiding while John puts his fingers in his ears again. Um, so, yeah, this is the episode where the Asian cop gets taken over by Goff, which we should have mentioned. Goff was the butterfly that John Cena captured. Mm-hmm. Right, and he'd been feeding and keeping it alive. Yeah, he'd been feeding. And, and they even got to the point where it was kind of communicating with him, like tapping on the the glass. But then that didn't last long, because that's where now that's where the sequence comes in you were referring to. Uh, the police... Um, Surround his trailer because now they they have figured out the Asian detective have, and and have been able to prove that um, it wasn't John Cena's dad that was at the original right that scene. was from the diary thing right? yeah ah God I don't even remember what all led to it yeah the diary did come into play um, so now they're trying to f- get Cena uh, him and him and Vigilante and Goff are all there when the police show up. Uh, Vigilante decides to tape Goff's bottle like around his body, so it's like on his back. And so, like, they sneak out of the top of the trailer while the police come in, and then they like are hiding out in the trees in the backyard. And like, the Asian detective like um, kind of hears them in the trees or whatever. Yeah, and Vigilante falls out, the bottle breaks, and Goff ends up going into the Asian uh, police detective. Right. Um, but then, like it said in there, that weird lot guy, he allows him to escape by like shooting a bunch of officers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I did kind of really like the sequence though, where like she gathers all the butterflies together and basically brings them to the police station and they start going after everybody. Right. Basically they take over all the police and then they yeah. go into prison and take yeah. a bunch of prisoners. Yeah. I dug that sequence. Mm. And they play a. I don't remember the song they play, but I remember like liking it and like kind of digging that whole sequence. Something like she's a monster. Yeah, it was. It had monster in it, or she's my monster. Something I don't remember. Um, she's see. my favorite monster. <laughs> something like that. Um, let's see. Going by quick. You guys, ever remember that show, All Real Monsters? I never I watched it. Never really watched it. It was like one of those Nickelodeon yeah, shows, right? Yeah. Man, there's so many of those that I never watched, like that and Doug and Rugrats. Oh man, I watched all those. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me what the appeal of Doug was. To me, he... Doug was worse than anything. <laughs> he was the worst. He was so bland, and just there was nothing going on in that show. But it was just the cartoon looked kind of like the Simpson style, sort of, you know. So he, look, he looks like the American Caillou. I was going to just say, he looks like the kid Kylie like grows into to be. I mean, when people talk about somebody being bland, they talk about Doug and Patty Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Wait, there's a character called Patty Mayonnaise? Yeah, well, everybody in that show is pretty much like, they, I don't know, like, they're named after weird stuff. He's got a friend named Skeeter who's blue. Uh, his yeah, his the girlfriend that he likes her her name is Patty Mayonnaise. Oh my God, Doug and Patty Mayonnaise. His dog name's Pork did, Chop. Did racist black people make this show? <laughs> <laughs> we'll name him Doug. <laughs> Don't even give her a real last name. Make it Mayonnaise. <laughs> 
Were there any black people like characters in the show? Well, I think his friend Skeeter, who was blue, was supposed to be like a, a black person. I'm not sure. <laughs> and the racist black people that made the show were like, well, we can't be in this. We'll make him black. <laughs> we're not going to be racist towards ourselves. <laughs> we wouldn't be seen by Doug. <laughs> yeah, that show, I just... I was like, who watches this? Somebody must. Just had to watch it. It was on and there was nothing else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next episode is called Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Um, uh, Leota has second thoughts about the team's mission while Chris Vigilante eagerly and John dodge White Dragon and his skinheads. Meanwhile, the butterflies come for Clemson at the motel. Uh, Amelia and Leota are there, and one of the team falls in battle. So that's the episode where Mern dies and his butterfly uh, comes out. Um, that's right, because like, the white supremacists, they track him by the... He's got the bag full of helmets, and they, he has trackers in the helmets. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. And then they tie a helmet to a raccoon to trick them. <laughs> that's another thing I thought was so cartoony. Like... It, I mean, they do it off screen, and then he just has a bunch of scratch marks on his face. But I'm like, this show sometimes gets a little goofy right. for its own good, I think. Raccoons are hardcore, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, What do you guys think of his dad, like KKK Iron Man suit, basically? <laughs> it looked kind of cool. <laughs> you know, the horns and everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But Vigilante, like, basically, like, ends up like stopping him for a while by like grenading him right yeah yeah i don't remember you know what's weird though in in that scene like yeah like vigilante drops a grenade which i would think would be so close it would just kill him he disappears from sight somehow like gets behind a tree i'm like i don't think i really buy this yeah with all those guys there (laughs) yeah all those guys there and like nobody sees him like (laughs) crawl off in agony or whatever (laughs) i mean yeah, vigilante like uh, they should they should reveal that he's a metahuman somehow because like there's no way like he would have to have like Wolverine powers almost. Um, I'm trying to think like what else happens in that episode. I mean, he eventually ends up killing his dad. Yeah, vigilante finds like a uh, opening in the suit and like stabs him there. And then uh, what's his name? Chris Which doesn't seem to hurt him, but it like disables disables some bit. of the suit or something. Yeah, yeah, because he tries to use a weapon afterwards and it doesn't work. Right, and he's like, "Go ahead and do it, pussy. You won't do it or whatever." And he just. And then <laughs> but then the, in this last episode, they do that thing the other shows have done. Like I remember that. You remember that show, Rescue Me, with Dennis Leary. Right. It was right. it was bad about this, where like everybody who died would just end up being like figments of his yeah. imagination. They'd be like ghosts who'd come and talk. To him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so now they're doing that with his dad, and I'm I'm like, you can just let people die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to bring them. Like I know Robert Patrick's a good <laughs> it's actor, like, but yeah. we need some random uh, racism. <laughs> <in the show. laughs> I mean, there's plenty more. You don't need to go back to that same character. <laughs> It would be kind of funny if he just like pops up every time he can make a racist joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna leave your helmet with her? You know they steal. Just haunted by a racist ghost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he can't really doesn't really have any power, he just is a jackass. <laughs> the power to hurt feelings. <laughs> And then there was the finale that we just watched tonight. It's Cow or Never. 
Um, although Peacemaker and Adebayo are at odds, the team must kill the cow before the aliens can finish its teleportation. So yeah, basically they track the quote-unquote cow that's producing the stuff that the butterflies eat, you know, to this underground, this barn. And um, it ends up being like this huge, like, caterpillar alien type creature. It looks pretty cool, actually. Um, Although I gotta say, as soon as they introduce that torpedo helmet i'm like somebody's gonna torpedo yeah. into this thing oh yeah for sure well the second he said this is a torpedo helmet they, they might as well throw this one away yeah They're like okay I, I i see where this is going <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also the person who uses the torpedo helmet should have all their bones broken right? at least their neck yeah <laughs> and like she uses it twice and like the first yeah. time she hits against a hard a, yeah. wall you know <laughs> um yeah, I mean, and the other thing, like, you know, when he killed that woman in the beginning with the sonic, sonic boom, boom, yeah, yeah, you know, she just like exploded in the right. Red she was mist. pretty close. She, she, yeah, she exploded. But maybe it's just because we couldn't really see it. But on this one, it seemed like they did that several times, and like some people were just like pushed back, and like what? I guess some people must have. Yeah, I think it was proximity yeah. was a was a key. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there was some decent action with, like, the gunplay and stuff in, in this last episode. Well, yeah. the last episode, everybody seemed immortal. Like they That's were, true. They were, like, fearless. They went out there shooting, like, 20 guys, you know? like. What was weird is, like, after, after like, the group had killed, like, 100 of these things, the last, like, three or four, like, broke out the guns and started shooting them back. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then they all got shot multiple times. Yeah, before that, they were all just running around towards them, like... Yeah, Pick up a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say that, like, unlike Vigilante, like, when Hardcore gets shot, like, she at least has ramifications from it. But, like, at the same time, she seemed, like, when she was, like, laying there, like, coughing up all the blood, I was like, it seems like she would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know. These seem like maybe <laughs> yeah. fatal wounds <laughs> that she wouldn't just come back from. <laughs> I always feel a little bit weird when people like cough up the blood because I'm like, well, that must have been a long shot. Yeah. Uh, their lungs filling with liquid and they're going to drown. <laughs> like, yeah. Like every time there's internal bleeding, from what I've been told, it's usually a really bad sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but these people cough up blood like it's nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying, like there's an overall cartooniness to this show where, like, some, like I had that kind of problem with that Birds of Prey movie, which I really didn't like, where like, like it sometimes devolved into like a Looney Tunes like physics, right. where I'm just like, you're taking me out of this. Yeah, you're taking me out of this a little bit. It's not as bad in Peacemaker. Yeah, but I think I do feel it a, maybe a little bit. Yeah, the in the the birds of prey where she's hitting people with that big fucking hammer. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie really didn't work for me. Um, trying to think, you guys think of maybe any other characters or story points that that we didn't hit on that maybe you'd like to talk about? I thought Steve Agee's character was pretty funny, like throughout the whole series. Yeah, he's one of the better characters. I I think he has that whole like PowerPoint sequence. Yeah. Man, did you guys like? <laughs> or they're like, he puts so much work into this, and it's so shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys like? Um, you know how many a lot of episodes had like, if you stuck through the credits, they had like, oh, yeah, after credits. Some, mm-hmm. Did you guys watch those? I didn't see. I didn't wait for them. I know I caught a couple, and I don't know. None of them were like spectacular, but on that episode, you know how like, like, um, you know, they have that argument because he's like. 
you put my dad in jail, and he's like, he's like, who else could what, could I have done it with? And he just starts like naming oh, right, like a, right, a million right. people. Like the after credit scene is him just doing that more, <laughs> and I'm like. Did they feed John Cena all these people, or is he like actually like? <laughs> I think he like ad libbed that. Yeah, I'm like, is he ad libbing all these people? Because he, he he like did yeah, a lot. It was a, <laughs> <list>. <laughs> it <was> a lot. <laughs> actually, a lot funny. of a lot of those after credit things were like just like they would go back to a line from the show and just basically expand it and like it was like them like riffing on it more. Okay. You know, like that one him and Vigilante has where like if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, like. They extended that one like it wasn't good, but right. <laughs> it, just for example, that's kind of some of the stuff they had. Um, well, they did just uh, yesterday as we we're recording this. They did green light this for for season two. Are you guys looking forward to season two? Are there things you'd like to see in se- a season two? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I hope it doesn't like. I I like that DC is like kind of uh, cordoned off each show. You know, like in a way, like where it's not all tied to like one giant narrative. I know they brought like the Justice League at the very end to right. show them off, but I hope it stays like in its own little world. Like it's not spilling over to like Batman's issues and Superman, and, you know, other people. You can definitely tell, at least with this series and James Gunn, like he has an affinity for like lesser used characters yeah. and like oddball characters. Mm. Even like there were characters they didn't use, but like. He he had like throwaway lines where he mentioned like other like lower tier DC characters. Like I think at one time he mentions Matter Eater Lad, which is just like the worst superhero <laughs> ever, <laughs> and uh, things like that. So like yeah, this show. Yeah, hey, I got a question for you. I was just wondering this because we watched the finale. Like at the very end, like um, a butterfly shows up at his house. Now, do you guys think that is Goff? Yeah, yeah, and. Do you think they're going to kind of continue this butterfly storyline in season two? Then I wouldn't think so. They they don't have the source <clears throat> of the milk. Well, or that's whatever. what I was wondering. Like the syrup, because um, he, he even like fed this thing like kind of the last of his jar his or jar, whatever. Yeah. It, it's it's weird though because oh, this is something we didn't really touch on. So like at the very end, like the Asian woman who's you know she's the one taken over by Goff. Yeah, like. She's like, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to see this. And like, so she shows him like the caterpillar cow thing and, and kind of basically explains that like they came from a planet that was dying because they were stupid like us and basically let their planet go to ruin. Right. And so she's like, we got here and we saw that you guys were fucking up in the exact same way. Like basically allowing global warming and, and, and things like this. So like, she's like, so we took over like, you know, some politicians and some people who could hope, hopefully, like, save your world. And she's like, I'm doing this because I took a vow. And she, they basically, this part was maybe a little ham-fisted, but they basically compared it to the vow he took right. to commit himself to peace. And, like, in the end, like, he, of course, decides not to go along, like, with her. And, like, you know, they kill the, the creature and, and everything. But, like... <sighs> It seems like you think they're just gonna totally abandon that storyline, like just oh, all the butterflies died because they ran out of their shit. I mean, that's kind of what I think, and then there'll be a new enemy. Now, this essentially means though that like all the people, like all the host bodies, <laughs> will just die. I guess, right? I don't know. I mean, the host body's already dead. Like they killed them to get inside. That's basically true. Yeah, but like the whole world will see a bunch of people drop dead, right? I that they so. that they don't know are yeah. butterflies. 
<clears throat> it seems like they'll have to address it at least a little bit in the next season. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I wonder what they'll do with the... I, I imagine they'll bring back the Judo Master character. Yeah, he seems like he's still going. I thought that cow shouldn't have bit it at the end, that big caterpillar or whatever. Because it didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't a bad guy. It was right. Just, it was just food. I was like, eh, maybe you could just teleport it somewhere else, you know? <laughs> yeah, it might have actually been interesting if he would have, like, went along with her plan, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what a season two is for. Yep. I kind of feel like that Judo Master guy will be, like, an antagonist for a little while, but then he'll just end up joining their team. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, some other, like, lower-tier DC characters that would they could add to the group. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough DC characters to be able to figure that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll find Is Vigilante them. even like a real character? Yeah, he, he's very different in mm-hmm. the comics. Like, <clears throat> like I read, he had like, um, I mean, he had a series of comics in the 80s. And I read him, like, they're not great. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a weird character. <laughs> but famously, like, at the end of that uh, comic run, like, he commits suicide. Oh, and, like, I don't think they've used that character a lot since then, then mm. in the 80s. So wow. <laughs> that death maybe stuck around a bit. I'm sure they're comics, so yeah. somebody probably has used him, but not a lot. Um, That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay, um, I, I mean, I guess we can do this. What would you guys give Peacemaker Season 1 on a scale of 1 to 10? I'd give it between a 6 and a 7. Yeah, yeah, I'm like seven-ish. Yeah, six and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'm the same. Good, good, not superb or anything. Um, it did amaze me, though. Yeah, just like, I guess Twitter maybe just like amplifies, yeah. amplifies of like the people that really love shit. But like, like people were like making the show out to be like the best thing since sliced bread, you know? And I was like... Well, it's hmm. like 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, people seem to really like it. I mean, and... and we like it too. It just um, it seems like most things that like uh, are either like the best thing or the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but it's just okay. Let's see what I am kind of getting excited though because a couple weeks the Batman will be out and we can review that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it. <clears throat> it's crazy because uh, I don't see a lot of commercials for it. You know, well, it's weird because like I haven't watched like regular TV in forever, so like. Mm. Like, I imagine, like, if you watch regular TV, there's probably a lot of commercials for yeah, it. Maybe. But it is kind of hard to gauge nowadays just how much stuff is being advertised and yeah. and shit like that. Oh, by the way, did you see the that new trailer for Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. I like that trailer. Yeah, it looks good. I, I'm, I'm curious as to, like, what all is going to be involved in that movie. Because it's going to be huge. Like, it's going to have so many different characters. I do... I am concerned about the Kang storyline. Like, is that going to be part of this multiverse storyline, or is that going to be its own thing? I don't think so. I think his next appearance, oddly enough, is supposed to be um, in the next Ant-Man movie. Okay. And then I imagine um, they'll have to use him in Loki season two. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll use him in this movie. It seems like they got too much other shit going on. Okay. But just the fact in the trailer that they introduced um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, okay, so they're going to, I guess, say that the X-Men universe was part of the multiverse? Well, I heard, I didn't see, isn't Deadpool going to be in this movie too? I haven't heard that, but I'd imagine it's a possibility. 
Yeah, so I think they're going to introduce a lot of new characters. Like, it's... Yeah, X-Men is going to be introduced, I think. But, I mean, I, w- I would think, like, when they finally have the X-Men, like, in this universe, like, they're, they're not going to have him be the Charles Xavier of the MCU. I wouldn't think... Because he's, like, in his 80s. Like, I, I imagine they're going to, like, have to, you know, recast. And he's just going to be, like, part of, like, a multiverse <laughs> of Charles Xavier. Like a, like a, I don't know. Okay, so maybe the X-Men in this universe are from a different universe from the ones that we've seen the movies prior. Like, I would think so. I would... Because, th- yeah, I don't just see him, like, trying to reuse a bunch of the people they've used yeah, in they the couldn't. past. Yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't. But I think they're kind of using him as like a a bridge, a bridge to yeah. maybe introduce the X Men. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That'd be pretty cool. But I mean, like he his X Men are those old cast members. So like, what would he be doing exactly in that case? Like, if it's new people. Well, some people are speculating because in the the comics they have like that Illuminati. Oh yeah, which is like you know him, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Namor. Black Panther. Black Bolt, I think, too, in the comics. Black Bolt, yeah. Which I don't think they'll use in this movie. But, but like, some people are speculating that, like, they'll maybe intro- at least introduce the concept of that Illuminati in this movie. And, and like, he would be, like, a member of that or something. Oh, okay. So, like, so it's he, interesting. So he would have knowledge about X-Men, but yeah. it wouldn't be his X-Men. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Or, um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. No, I mean, it is interesting, especially the Illuminati, like, they're like this overarching high table that, like, knows everything that's going on in the Marvel Universe, so we'll, we'll kind of have some, mis- like that mystery we had from WandaVision, like, where we were like, what's going on, you know? I think we'll have more of that with the Illuminati. Yeah, and it's looking like uh, Wanda's going to play a, f- you know, fairly big part oh, yeah. in this movie, and they're kind of carrying on that thing where it looks like she, I wouldn't say she's going to be a villain, but at least an antagonist to a certain degree. Yeah, I've heard, like, different people say different things. Like, she might be controlled by, like, Dormammu or Cthone or something. Oh, I don't think that, but after watching WandaVision, I I wouldn't think they'd, be like, put her motivations on something like that. That's true, yeah, because she did have her own selfish motivations. And she's got, like, the Darkholm book or whatever. And that does, like, over time, like, impact the person who's reading it. Like, it, it has a sway over them. You know, I thought when they originally like introduced the Disney plus like superhero shows that they were going to make it. So like, you know, you could watch those, but if you just watch the movies, like you'll still be up to speed, but it looks like they're pretty directly referencing WandaVision in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what they're going to say about her beforehand, like to like summarize the whole show, like let you know, like what's important. I I, I think they're probably going to do that because from what I understand, Mark, like, uh, what's his name? Kevin Feige said that you don't need to watch the shows to know the movies. So I think they're going to like summarize all that stuff in the movie. And let oh, you okay. Know. They very well could. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was definitely interested to see Doctor Strange, but I will say like this trailer made me more excited to see it. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was it's the next very interesting. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely interested. Seems to see like it. Uh, Marvel keeps making these big home run movies, man. Like these big blockbusters that everybody goes and watches, spends a billion dollars on. Yeah, they're doing really well, and like they're finding ways to like keep it interesting. Yeah, it is gonna get hard for them. I mean, uh, as things go along, they're like you know they wrote out Tony Stark, they killed him, which is fine, but like eventually, like people like Chris Hemsworth and like. You know, more and more of the actors that have been around for a long time are going to either 
get tired of doing it or you know and it's like are they going to eventually kill everybody or write everybody off yeah. in a weird way you know um it, it seems like eventually like it's going to get kind of bizarre yeah. you know yeah but i mean i think this is like they're like 20 i want to say like 27 28 movies or something into the mcu which is is crazy yeah that a franchise is like had that many movies in it it all started with a blade <laughs> well i mean because marvel was going bankrupt and blade was a movie that saved them from going bankrupt and then after that they were able to like you know, and then they like the x-men uh-huh yeah i don't know how like but when i'll be honest when the original blade movie came out like i had never heard of blade and i didn't know until years and years later that he was even a marvel character yeah, same here i had no clue <laughs> yeah I mean, X-Men, you know, yeah, but mm. Blade, I had no fucking clue. Yeah, I thought it was just a vampire thing. I didn't think it was like a comic book superhero. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> same, I had no clue at that time. And vampires were pretty popular, like around 2000. Like, all these vampire movies came out around then, I don't know. And they got popular afterwards, too, with Twilight. But right. I don't know, they were popular. I thought it was just that. <laughs> Maybe, we, should we do Twilight in review? <laughs> <laughs> I think Lester would love that. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us would. One I, of I've us has seen. already watched all of them. Wait, is that true? No. No. <laughs> well, you love terrible movies. So. I do love terrible movies. I've seen like the breakdown of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Roman never made you watch all of them. No, that's one movie she hasn't like been big on. Luckily, it was probably past her time to like mm. watch those movies. <laughs> but yeah, if she was a teenager, I would have had to watch them. All right, guys, should we wrap this bad boy up? Yep. Yeah. Well, everybody who watched and listened, we thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this review of Peacemaker. Uh, please subscribe uh, both to the YouTube channel and your podcast service of choice and leave us comments about uh, how you like this review and, and maybe chime in with other things you'd like us to review. We'd be happy to do it. Well, maybe unless it's Twilight. <laughs> oh, somebody left their phone on. Like a rookie. Well, usually she's ringing OJ's phone. <laughs> um, and also, besides you know, subscribing to everything, go ahead and subscribe to our Twitter feeds and, and, and interact with us there. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this, too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And also, watch Miss Sherlock on HBO <laughs> Hashtag save Miss Sherlock. Well, you said it got canceled. We got to bring it back now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> save it. Bring it back. Um, you know, it might be, I hate to say it. I'll always root for it, but it's probably too late for that, that Becker. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 <laughs> years reboot, too late. Yeah. Reboot. But Miss Sherlock has a chance. So it's a save Miss Sherlock. Hashtag. Like, like if you ever... Make a time machine. Go back and cancel Becker from every <laughs> Don't listen. Save Don't Zach listen. the heartache. For, forget, forget about Hitler. Just go back and cancel Becker. I'm going to go back in time and save him. <laughs> it's going to last at least 10 seasons. Um, That's the all's MCU. Just uh, erasing and saving Becker over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a TiVo from 1980. <laughs> just loaded the brim with Becker. <laughs> I can't lose this. 
Um, <laughs> all must right. preserve this time, <laughs> this particular time frame. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.